Well, hey, dude, how, how are you? I'm doing really well, man. Thanks for having me. First off, I need to say, uh, magnificent beard. Thank you, man. <laughs> like, like a ridiculous I did, I did beard. I get a lot of compliments on that, man. I bet, right? Yeah. That's for, it's, <laughs> it's funny because, like, I feel like anyone who has, like, any facial hair, they feel like they need to, like, say to somebody, like, oh, well done. Like, good job. <laughs> Yeah, this is uh this is about uh about six months. We started in September. I actually got in a beard competition uh, with some people on Twitter. And, six months? That's six months. Yeah. Dang, yeah. yeah, I couldn't do that in six months. There's no <laughs> way, man. There's no way. You're like you're like actually it's a couple days. It's like just a few days. Yeah, just a couple days. I shaved, I shaved last Saturday. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man, I'm super excited to have you on here. I think uh I think what you do is definitely something that I don't know a lot about and a lot of people don't know a lot about. Um, I'm going to have you kind of talk obviously all about like your, you know, how you became, how you got into streaming and all that kind of stuff. Right. But I kind of want to talk a little bit about first, like what are some of the things like in your life, some of the things that maybe you did before streaming uh, that have kind of prepared you for what you feel like maybe even just the social media side of things it doesn't have to be streaming. Like what are some of those things that made you kind of an entertainer? Well, um, actually, before I started streaming and uh, YouTube and all that stuff, um, actually, I was a pretty quiet and reserved guy. You know, I was, you know, in a social situation. I didn't really talk to a lot of people unless I really knew them and stuff like that. So really streaming has kind of brought me out of my shell. And I've noticed wow. that even in my real life now, um, like if I go to my son's sporting events or anything like that, you know, I'm I'm like a social butterfly now. And uh you know, it doesn't bother me to talk to anybody, whether they're strangers or whether I've known them for years now. So it's definitely brought me out of my shell. Yeah, that's what that's like. That's really interesting because sometimes you you find people like, oh, I, I, I did this like enter, this form of entertainment before, like maybe like like for me, I, I played music before. And then I kind of was like, oh, this was right. just a natural. I love doing like creating. So this was a natural thing to do, you know. Um, mm -hmm. But that's really interesting that it brought you out of your shell. Yeah, um, you know. I've always been a gamer, you know, I've been a gamer my whole life and, you know, most of my other friends that I had in high school and everything, they outgrew it and, you know, they, they don't play games anymore. And so really I'm the only guy that I know <laughs> that streams or, or that plays games at all. Um, so it's really a rare thing around here in my small town. And, uh, you know, so I, the, the common question I get is like, why, why do you, why do you game? You know, there's no money in that. I'm like, well, I don't do it for money. You know, I just do it because I, I grew up playing games and that's what I love to do. So, yeah. And I think that's, that's kind of something that maybe a lot of people who get into streaming nowadays, because it's kind of like a, it's really like a sexy thing to do, you know, <laughs> like a lot of people, like <laughs> yeah. they, they kind of, they don't have that as much that you find when you talk to people, it's a lot about like, I want to build, you know, a business. I want to build this. I want to do this. And it, 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 what it comes down to is like, Oh, I've seen the opportunity when it comes to financially, if I build a community, on a social, some sort of social platform that I'm going to be able to, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be able to, you know, make a living. And I think, I think what's interesting when you see that passion is I'm sure that that's like, I don't, I don't know how long you've been streaming all that kind of stuff, but I mean, I'm sure that's kind of driven you, you know, kept you driven. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I think that's everybody's dream when they start out, you know, yeah, like, yeah. oh man, you know, I want to do this full time. I want to make, you know, be able to quit my job and, uh, just, you know, 
wake up in the morning and start playing games and make content. And that's going to be my full-time job. So yeah, I think everybody kind of has that goal in mind and I would love to get there. You know, I'd love to make Twitch partner and start getting some sponsorships, stuff like that, and be able to do that. But yeah. uh, my ultimate goal isn't really to do that. My ultimate goal is to do what I do on Twitter and use my streaming platform to help promote indie games. I mean, that, cause that's what I love doing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's talk a little bit about like how, what was that journey? So obviously it, streaming has brought you out of your shell, but how did that kind of come about? When did you, uh, were you watching streams a lot? Were you, what, what was your kind of story there? Yeah, I kind of got into it. You know, I decided um, December of 2018 to start making, uh, that I wanted to maybe start making some YouTube videos. And that's what I did. So I started playing like Call of Duty. Well, I had been playing Call of Duty. So I just started making videos on it. And just putting a few out there on YouTube and stuff and kind of feeling it out and see how it went. So I, I got Twitter to help kind of build my YouTube channel. Yeah. And it went it went pretty well. Um, but the only reason I couldn't stream was because of my internet. You know, I live out here in the middle of nowhere, you know, mm. and, you know, it's just there's very limited internet. So I actually went ahead and got my Twitch channel the way I could watch some streams and kind of see how it went and everything. And I actually met a guy, um, Uncle Unicorn. And I met him on Twitter and Twitch, and I actually just fell in love with his style of streaming. And that's when I finally decided, like, man, I have to make this happen. Um, so I started hounding my internet company like crazy. Um, <laughs> I actually mowed grass on the weekends all summer last year yeah, and um, was able to save up some extra money. I was going to buy a 40-foot antenna tower, you know, like your your grandma and grandpa's old TV antenna that they had. Yeah. You know, I was going to buy a tower like that to actually put on my property so I could get up above the tree line and get a clear signal to their their dish and uh, luckily i had saved up enough money for it but luckily they did one last uh, site survey and they found a spot about 200 feet from my house that they got a perfectly clear signal so wow. we put the satellite dish there and i ran 200 feet of cat six cable and finally had decent enough internet to stream so i actually started streaming in september of last year September oh wow 29th. okay yeah. So you, yeah. So when when was it that you started watching? Um, it was around January of okay. 2019. Yeah. So and and that's when I started using Twitter to do what I do. Um, you know, support people and just I spend a couple hours a day, probably an hour or so in the morning and at least an hour in the evening, um, just messaging people, um, direct yeah. messages on Twitter, building those relationships, and I think that has ultimately helped me the most in in growing is forming relationships with people instead of just you know saying hey you know can you follow me you know i actually yeah. want to form a friendship with people yeah and, and i noticed something like that in your about me i don't know the exact wording like kind of in your about me for twitch just talking about your community being a family versus it just being like you know viewer to streamer it is yeah can you expand um, on that you know, a little bit like like what what does that look like to you like what what um, as you're growing your community, like, what are you focused on? Like, what are some of the things that you're like, you know, you want in a community and, and some of the things you don't want? Well, you know, we, we try to keep out, um, any kind of negative vibes, any toxicity, anything like that. Um, yeah. we keep everything out of that. Um, I have a couple of really good mods so far. We haven't had any trolls or anything like that in the stream. Um, but yeah, as far as a community, you know, I'm a family friendly guy, you know, I keep my streams family friendly. There's no no cursing or anything i did finally open myself up to a 18 plus stream um this past week 
uh, because an indie developer hit me up and his game had some curse words and stuff like that. So I did change my rating just for that. But other yeah. than that, I keep it all family friendly because I don't want to limit my audience. Mm. Uh, my nieces and nephews, I'm big on family and my nieces and nephews, they watch uh, some of my YouTube stuff. And a couple of them do have Twitch accounts that they created just to watch me. So, you know, I always try to keep things family friendly for them and for my community. And I think the community really embraces that and they respect that as well. So, I mean, it's just we just try to keep positive vibes and support each other. And just we are like family. You know, I don't have any followers. I have friends and family. That's that's the way I look at everybody. When somebody drops into the stream, it doesn't matter if they're brand new or, you know, if they've been there since September when I started. You know, I, I treat everybody the same and we're just a big family. Yeah. I like that a lot because there's a lot of people say that. You know, there's a lot of people who say like, oh, you know, I, you guys aren't viewers. You know, you're like, you're, you are like my family. But when I, even when I read that, or even when I was watching like back on some of your VODs, I mm -hmm. saw, like, I, I could feel that and just how you streamed. Like I could feel like a passion for just for streaming in general and a passion for being there doing what you're doing. And now that I hear some That's of the backstory like about what, how, what you've gone through to get to streaming, I can understand why that's yeah, probably man. a possibility, man. Yeah, it's a, it's for interaction mainly. Um, you know, like I said, you know, I'm the only gamer I know in my area. So, mm. um, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of kids around here that do it, but like, I'm the only guy that's, you know, 36 years old in this town, small town, Missouri yeah. that, uh, you know, plays games. So I was really craving the interaction that comes with streaming and YouTube and stuff like that. Um, my family, they don't game my wife. We might play like a, you know, crash team racing or some kind of retro racing game or something every now and then, but not nothing regular. Um, so yeah, I was just craving the interaction. And so I think that's really why I started. And when people, as you've noticed from the VODs, um, when people come into my stream, you know, I recognize them. And that's, that's from all the back work that I've put in on Twitter and getting to know people. And, you know, it's like when so-and-so comes in, I'll start chatting with them just like, you know, we're best friends and somebody else will come in. I'll start chatting with them. And I always try to make sure that I welcome everybody. And I, I'll even at times stop the stream or stop the, stop the game. I'll just pause it and I'll put the controller down and we'll sit here and we'll just chat and I'll make sure that I catch up with everybody's messages. I don't want to miss any message because I've watched some big streamers. When I mm. first started, I was like, Oh man, he's great. Big streamers. I want to be yeah, like them. Yeah. You know, you get in there and you might type two or three messages and you never even get noticed. Yeah. You know, so I always want to make sure that everybody comes in, everybody that comes in the stream gets noticed and gets talked to and feels like they're part of it with me. So that's, it's all about yeah. the interaction for me. That's why I do it. Yeah. It, it's, it's interesting to me, like, because I think everything that you do kind of speaks that because the type of games that you play, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's a very passionate community that is about like indie and retro like games. Is that, is that true? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. It, and um, I think actually, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, please. No, I was going to say, actually, um, the majority of my viewers are uh, game developers wow. that come in and they help offer feedback, you know, because like I can provide perspective as a, from a gamer standpoint. Yeah. You know, I've been doing it my whole life, so I know what makes a good game and what doesn't. And so I provide the gamer perspective. But all these developers that I've formed relationships with, they come in and they also give feedback and stuff to the to the game developer from the developer standpoint, like, Hey, you could have coded this a little differently or, Hey man, that was an awesome job of doing this. How'd you do that? You know? So they all get in there and they start brainstorming and sometimes they'll start talking about stuff. And I'm like, wow, that's, 
way over my head but you know I, i'd love to see you guys doing it you know so uh you're like yeah, so, so how does yeah. he jump again they're like the ones and zeros need to be like <laughs> yeah i mean it's crazy and like there's sometimes you know like, like i guess i'll get that confused look on my face like i have no clue what's going on what they're talking about and i'll see it in the chat and they'll say yeah that one went over our head he doesn't know what we're talking about i'm like Yep, that's true, guys. I don't. <laughs> I'm the same way, like, or like somebody will talk about PC stuff, and like I know like a little bit, but once it gets to a certain point, you're just like, it's over my head. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just a small town country bumpkin, you know. It's just I, I'm not real technically inclined, so streaming is just the maximum of my my mental capacity as far as computers <laughs> go. So, um, I actually met a guy on here. You know, almost a year ago now, I met him pretty early on in my Twitter journey. And, um, you know, he's one of those guys, he's just always willing to help out and everything. And he actually remoted into my PC for me and helped me get things going. And, That's awesome. you know, I mean, so I, without him, really, I probably wouldn't be streaming at all because I had no clue. <laughs> I was lost. Yeah, it's interesting because like, I feel like everyone has that one person or maybe they, they know a whole bunch. But a lot of streamers I've met have that person who helped them get set up. And help them right. kind of like go down that route, which is really, really cool. Um, so I wanted, to, I, I, so you started in September and you, and you're, and yep. you, you're like, you bet you did the whole thing just to get to that point of starting in September. And then right. what did you, the whole time you knew you wanted to play like indie games or did you kind of like, you're playing call of duty, but when did it, when did that decision come no. and what was that? What was that like? Well, I knew that I didn't want to stream um call of duty or apex or anything like that yeah um because everybody and their brother streams that you know so you really 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 have to stand out or just be like a freaking god at the game <laughs> in order to you know be successful at it so yeah i'm like no i don't want to do what everybody else is doing i want to do something different you know and unique so um you know i actually started streaming retro games and um like the lost vikings for super nintendo uh, Donkey Kong Country, you know, th okay. those type of games, a uh, Mario Kart. Uh, so, yeah, I started streaming that. But then the, the big break into the indie genre came when I played a game called Law Mage Academy. Okay. Uh, it's a great new indie game. It's still just in the demo stages. Um, but the demo has taken off and it's winning awards and all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's a super great JRPG, um, kind of the 16-bit era feel. Okay, yeah. And, um, you know, we promoted it for about a month, me and the developer, we started chatting and everything. We promoted it for about a month ahead of time. And finally, when the big stream came, it went off without a hitch. I mean, there were so many people in there, so many chatters. And I mean, it was just a huge success. And so it, it was at that time that I was like, you know, I, I really like this indie gaming because it was also more of a one-on-one -on -one personal relationship with the developer as opposed to like something like call of duty or apex or something i'm never gonna know those guys who make the game i'm never gonna meet them yeah whereas the indie developers man i get to talk with them on a daily basis one-on-one -on -one and everything so it's just really really cool to stream indie games and uh you know i i built the platform up enough now with them and you know they're a big part of it too without them i wouldn't be here um you know we built it up now to where I have a, I have quite the resume, I guess you could say, in the indie community. Yeah. And uh, so I actually have a backlog of games. You know, just these developers just keep sending me Steam keys and demos and everything like that. And you want me to test their game. And, um, man, it's just overwhelming, man. It just blows me away. Is there uh, – so are you kind of giving notes to these developers on what you enjoyed, what you didn't enjoy? Like, how what does that process look like? Do they give you, like, forms that you should fill out? Or, or do they give you, like, certain, like – testing like 
I don't know, like like a testing document, or do you kind of just tell them, hey, I like this part. This part was there was a glitch, I, or yeah, I just I just do that in the like direct messages on Twitter or awesome. on the stream, you know, because a lot of times the streamer or not the streamer, the game developer will either be in the chat, okay, watching on Twitch. Or I'll actually do like we're doing here, and we'll have them in the vo- just the audio on Discord. Yeah, and we'll actually have them in there talking about the game as I play it. Um, so I'm able to give them live feedback. Um, if it's a game that I'm absolutely positive, just by watching like trailers and short videos and stuff from the developer, if it's a game I'm 100% positive I'll like, I go into it blind. I won't test it or anything first. I'll just boot it up on the stream. And that way the developer gets my real first time reactions. You know, what, what am I thinking exactly as I'm playing it? And I think that's what they like about it so much too, is that I don't sugarcoat things. You know, if there's something I don't like, I'm like, I don't like that, you know? But most of the time, I'll be honest with you, man, every, every game that I've played so far has been a really good game that I've really enjoyed, man. Um, A lot of them, kind of have a retro feel to them so it takes me back to being a kid yeah and you know i'm sitting there i'm you know 10 11 years old again and i'm playing a great game you know so it's really awesome i absolutely love everything about this indie gaming thing wow yeah it it seems that and that's kind of where from the outside looking in that's kind of what it looked like And, and that's kind of something that for me I play like I play a little bit more like populated games and stuff like that. And so when I look at a game like that, you kind of there starts to be questions. We'll talk about this kind of a little bit more at the end than than like right now because we're going to the kind of like tips and tricks kind of area and stuff like that. Um, right. but kind of starting to think through like, okay, how do I build an audience doing that? And I know, I know we're going to talk a lot about Twitter in that portion. Uh, most likely, I don't, I don't. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. But that's, let's. That's a huge portion of it. Yeah. yeah. Let's kind of table that for just for now, and we'll we'll come back to okay. that for sure. Uh, because I want I want to dive pretty deep into that because there's a lot of people who um will watch this or 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 who are just streaming where and maybe they don't even get a chance to watch this, but they are thinking they're think they're are they're thinking if I play these small games I can't grow an audience or I can't you know I right. can't I can't find people that will also enjoy them and so we'll talk through that I'm, I'm really excited to kind of dive into that a little bit deeper. Um, but okay. something that I kind of want to know is like, what are some things that you feel like your stream does differently? And what are some things that you feel like, um, have kind of attributed to, you know, it, like whatever, whatever in, in terms of success or in terms of something that you've enjoyed or, or however you define that, uh, what do you, what do you feel like you, you've done, I guess, basically different and maybe even right? Well, the way, the way to be you know, successful in this industry, yeah. I think is to just be unique, you know? And I think, you know, there's only one of me, there's only one of you. So if we just be ourselves and mm-hmm. just have a good time and have fun um, and, and make everybody feel welcome, that's, that's a big key, man, uh, that a lot of people forget. You know, I'll hop into somebody's stream and I'll start chatting with them and it might be like five minutes before they even, you see them look and turn their head and look at their chat. I mean, yeah, you have to, you have to be checking chat all the time. And you have to make people feel welcome. And I think that's something that I really try to do more so than a lot of other streamers that I've seen. Um, you know, so I think that kind of helps out a little bit on, you know, what makes me unique. Um, and it's just the, Ashley's family friendly. You know, I don't, there's not a lot of streamers that I see anyway that have the family friendly stream. Um, there are some, and actually I'm, I, I love watching them and hanging out with them. Some of them actually stream with their kids. Yeah. That is really cool. And, um, but yeah, I mean, 
when I watch, when I go, like when I raid somebody after a stream, we'll always get the warning. It's 18 plus, you know, there's, and they're always cussing and carrying on. And that's just that. Yeah. That's maybe them being themselves, but I don't feel the need to do that in order to enjoy myself and make my viewers have fun. So I think that's also something else that sets me apart is you, you won't hear a lot of stuff on my stream that you hear on other people's streams. So that's also something that makes me unique. Yeah. I like that. I think it, it's something how, or how I've always thought about that particular thing. My dad is actually a dentist. And so he used to always, he used to have a goatee, right? And he used to have uh-huh. this, like, he used to be like, oh man, I, I like how I look in a goatee. And then one of his friends who's also a dentist at one point told him, Hey, nobody's ever going to come to your practice and be like, man, I wish my dentist had a goatee. Right. Like no one's gonna be like, man, I wish my dentist had a goatee, but there might be somebody who comes to to your practice and says, I'm not going to ever come back here because my dentist has a goatee. Right. And, and the, like, can you imagine me like, like leaning over you <laughs> with this big, with this big old beard and like, it's getting on your face and everything. I mean, yeah. It, yeah. Dude, and you don't want, you don't want to limit your audience. Exactly. That's, that's, that's what I was exactly. trying to say. And that's, and that's a really good point. And there's things that, cause for me, I, I, I kind of say like, I'm more like a, I guess like PG 13 area, you know, but I think, I I think the same way about streaming. Like there's like with those kinds of things, there's no one's, no one's going to be like, man, I wish he just said the F word more, but there might be people, I mean, there could be like the one, one off, but there's going to be more people who are going to say like, Oh, like he's saying the F word. I'm not, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and that's kind of, that's kind of a big deal. I think it's, it's something that when you're creating a stream and when you're creating a place for people to come and, and you're trying to build a community, you got to think about those types of things because exactly. if, yeah. if you do end up building a community and those things aren't set, then like what happened, like what happens, you know? Right. Yeah. And, and yeah, it, it, it goes back to, you know, why would you want to limit your viewers? Actually, there, there's so many Twitch users and really I think the majority of them are teenagers and down. Because, you know, they just like that's how they want to spend their free time. You know, a lot of people like they might go to a baseball game or they might go to the racetrack or something like that. You know, they'll do other other forms of entertainment, whereas a lot of kids nowadays nowadays they're glued to their phone. They want to watch people stream. Um, So really, there's so, so many young viewers. If you're limiting yourself to an 18 plus only content, I mean, man, you're cutting yourself off from so many potential viewers and uh so that's one of the main reasons that I, I keep it family friendly. Like I said, my nieces and nephews watching, you know, they're, all, you know, eight, nine years old. So uh, definitely I don't want to limit myself. Yeah. I, and I like that mentality. I think it's, it's a smart mentality. And especially if that's who you are, right. Cause there's some people who tell yeah, me like, I mean, Oh man, I just wish I could, I could just cuss. And like, you're saying that I can't do that. Right. I'm like, I mean, if, it, if it's and like I'm, you every day, then I mean, that's what right. you gotta do. Well, but. I'm not a, I'm not a total prude, you know, yeah. I'm, I I do I do cuss. You know, my wife was in the what? navy. What are you kidding you know, me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she curses like a sailor sometimes, you know, and and I do too sometimes. But it's just when you're on stream, you know, and you're out and like I don't even put stuff on Twitter. You know, all the tweeting that I do and everything, if if somebody's like, "Hey, can you retweet this for me?" If it's got anything like that in it that I don't really I don't put it out there in the public. You know, I, I just try yeah. to keep everything I do family friendly. And that's just just the way I operate. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about Twitter. Let's say, okay. like, so for me, I've been pretty bad at Twitter for, for a long time and not good at it at all. Uh, I did notice that you, you put out um, like kind of like a tutorial on Twitter, like recently on your YouTube and stuff like that was, yeah. is, is that something that you attribute to like really getting out there and, and, and getting to know people the, the most is that your kind of like main social media platform or, or 
what's kind of your take yeah, on that? Twitter is definitely my biggest and most often looked at, you know, social media. Um, and yeah, I get, you know, cause I've only been on Twitter since, uh, like February of last year. So just right at a year now and yeah. on Twitter and, you know, people ask me, I get so many messages from people, you know, and it's mainly new people, you know, they, they have like a couple hundred followers or something. Um, but, but even like people that are, have a couple thousand followers, they're like, man, what are you doing to grow on Twitter? How are yeah. you getting your tweets out there to, to so many people, you know? And it's just, you have to build up those relationships with people and, and, you know, in my new YouTube series, I just started it because I had so many people asking me. I decided, you know what, I'm going to put this on YouTube and I'm going to break it down for everybody. And I don't know how many videos there's going to be on it, but there's going to be quite a few, I think. And uh, I just wanted to start with the basics this last week. And it it, it covered uh, completing your profile and putting your, your Twitch link or your YouTube link or whatever, um, a profile picture, a ban a nice header or banner. You don't have to spend money on it. It could just be a picture from one of your vacations or something, something that describes you. And um, you'd be surprised how many people that are veterans of Twitter that don't have that simple step completed yeah. uh, of completing a profile. And that's the very first thing people see when they see you on Twitter. Like if you follow them and they click on your your icon to go check your page out, if there's nothing there when they first get there, I mean, they're not going to want to follow you back and stick around. So, um, so yeah, I'm just going to break everything down step by step in that YouTube series that I'm doing. Yeah, I like that. I think it's... It's something that I've noticed uh, a lot of my friends have done really well with Twitter in terms of uh, bringing traffic not only to the stream, but also just like an overall like, you know, branding side of things for for their stream right. um, and for just their, their whole brand. Right. Like I, 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 I'm careful to say that everything like just funnels to your stream all the time. You know what I mean? Like because some people don't view it that right. way and some people view it like, hey, my presence is multi-platform. You know what I mean? Like it's not just and, that platform. And that's really the way to to grow is multi-platform. You don't want to just, just focus on Twitch. You know, if you're only on Twitch and you know, the only time that you interact with anybody um, is while you're streaming, you're not going to grow. I mean, it's just not going to happen unless, like I said, unless you're one of those guys that just happens to, you know, grab people and people start spreading the word for you. Um, but yeah, you have to put a lot of legwork in. So if you're just trying to do it on Twitch or just on YouTube or something like that, it's probably not going to happen. You have to use multiple platforms to grow yourself as a brand. Yeah. I like that a lot. Basically market, have to market yourself basically. Yeah. Because I mean, and that's another thing with, yeah. uh, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, there, go ahead, please, please. That's another thing with Twitter is I see so many of these, like, I don't remember what the name of the Twitter page is, but like, they're like, Hey, you know, send us five bucks a month and we'll help you. We'll guarantee you this many views or whatever. Yeah. That's not, that's yeah, yeah. not what you want. You want genuine, interaction with people and that takes a lot of hard work and you know i see people a lot of people that message me and ask me how i'm doing it i look at their page and i'm not seeing them put in the legwork and yeah. I'll, say, I'll, I'll tell them like you're not putting in enough work you know you're not spending enough time getting to know people you're doing follow for follow you know um, or a sub for sub on youtube you know that stuff doesn't work you know i think we all did that at the beginning maybe and i'm i myself am guilty of it but it didn't take me long to realize that's not the way to do it. Yeah. So in my, in my series, I'm going to break it all down for everybody. The use of hashtags, the right ways, the wrong ways, um, all that kind of stuff to really maximize what you get out of Twitter. I'm excited to see that, man. I guess that's going to be really, really cool. Thank you. 
Yeah, because I think that's, I mean, you can't argue with like the the results that you've gotten from Twitter and just even, just even looking at, you know, even when I, how we kind of, this whole thing got organized, right, is I just tweeted right. out and just said like, hey, like here's, you know, my interview with Luton Larry. And then all of a sudden it's like flooded from all, from people who support you on Twitter. Like, Hey, inter- interview him next, interview him next. I'm like, dude, I gotta, I gotta get to know this guy, man. I'm like, Holy Toledo, man. This is crazy. Yeah, dude. Crazy, man. And that's, that's all as a result of the community, you know, the, the friends that I've made, not, not, like I said, not followers. If I was only doing follow for follow, nobody would have even, you know, chimed in and said, Hey, you need to interview this guy. Yeah. But a lot of friends did. So, I mean, that's, that's the difference and that's what people have to focus on. And that's what they have to realize. You know, you actually have to form relationships with people on a personal level in order to actually see true growth, in my opinion. Absolutely. I, I, I agree with that hundred percent. I think that's something that like I, I need to get better at in terms of, especially with Twitter and like those other platforms that can be difficult because it can be, I'm sure it can be very uh, disheartening for a lot of people because you post something that gets no interaction and you're like, ah, oh, well, I guess I'm just not meant for this platform. <laughs> you know, like people think that way. And really what it is, it's right. like, it's learning from people like yourself um, to, to like really see like, oh, okay, this is how you got to do it. It's, it's, it's like, you know, when you're learning a job or something like that, like you need training on how to yeah. do it. And, it, and I think it's something you that, be trained. Um, I think that's really, really cool that you're doing that. I'm, I'm excited for that, for that, for myself. And so I, I definitely, uh, it's just hour a day gamer on YouTube as well. Right. Yeah, it's I, and that's another thing is consistency across all your platforms. Whether you're going to do Twitch, YouTube, yep. Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever platform you're going to be using to market yourself and stuff, try to keep everything as close as possible to the same. You know, I'm hour day gamer on every platform that I'm on. So you know, if I'm not on one, hopefully nobody goes and snags it up just in case I ever <laughs> want to get to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As of right now, everything that I do, I'm hour a day gamer. So it's easy for anybody to find me and know who they're talking to. Because like there are some people who tune in on my Twitch streams and like I'll be talking to them, but I've come to know now that they're actually somebody else on Twitter. So I've, you know, I've had to make that adjustment when I, whenever they first started watching me on Twitch, they're like, oh, hey, I'm so-and-so on Twitter. I'm like, you might ought to work on that. That way when somebody comes in, they know, they know who they're talking to, you know? Absolutely. So uh, yeah, definitely. Same across all platforms. I got a few questions for you to kind of like open up our like tips and tricks area. You've already like given some really like golden nuggets already, which is so cool. And I'm so stoked <laughs> that you, that like we got to talk about that piece of it for sure. But we're going to go deeper into that, like the Twitter side of things too. But I, I guess, so just kind of open up the tips and tricks area. Um, what the first question I have is how often do you stream? So like what, what, like how often, like how many days a week? We'll start there, and then we'll talk about the actual streams, how long those streams are. So just first off, how right. how many times a week do you stream? Um, I stream generally three times a week. Okay. Uh, let's see. It's usually Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, I try to stick to that as best I can. And the reason it's so late is evenings are usually pretty hectic here, um, you know, with the family and everything. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm like I'm big on family, man. And we like to spend time together. We'll eat dinner together. We'll talk about our days together. Um, we can play, play board games or cards or watch TV. You know, we we occasionally will read a book series together. You know, we'll take turns reading out loud to each other and everything. Um, so, yeah, I spend a lot of time with my family. 
and I put that above all else. So that's why I have to stream so late. And that's when like everybody goes to bed. So like whenever everybody goes their separate ways, you know, my son's going downstairs and my wife's in the bed. That's when I come in here and do my thing. Um, so yeah, it's just three nights a week. I think that's plenty. Um, hopefully maybe at some point I can maybe go to four nights a week or something like that as the schedule allows. But as of right now, I've been pretty consistent of three nights a week. Awesome. And then how long are you streaming? Uh, like each time you're going live about, um, most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time I'll keep it between an hour and 15 and an hour and a half. So somewhere in that ballpark. And, you know, that still, you know, I, I actually do get some people that come in and don't really know me that well. And they'll say, Hey, you're, you're hour a day gamer, but your streams are an hour and a half. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, sometimes that is true. But if I only stream three nights a week and an hour and a half a piece, that's only four and a half hours Yeah, divided by seven days in a week. That's still under an hour <laughs> a day. So I still hold true to that. Yeah, you're like I'm, you're like it's still I'm, it's still I, true, guys. Don't worry, it's still true. We're not lying. Actually, you know, <laughs> I get a lot how uh, you know people ask me. And they're like, "How did you come up with that name? You know, where did that come from?" It's yeah. kind of a unique name. It kind of sticks with you. Everybody remembers it easily. Um, everybody just calls me Hour. Like when that's, I talk, that's, when I, I really like that. By the way, that's such an easy thing to call, like call you and remember, right? Like it's so yeah. simple. Yep. Yeah, like they call me hour just because like in their streams when they're streaming, it's instead of saying hour day gamer, it just calling me hour. It just it started like that and happened and it stuck. So that's what people call me. But yeah, when I started wanting to do this, I was sitting there thinking, okay, what kind of name am I gonna have? How what am I gonna call myself? I actually <laughs> started on YouTube as noob camper fifty seven. <laughs> because because I was only playing Call of Duty. Uh, right then, you know, Black Ops 4, that was the only thing I was playing. That was before the indie games, before anything. It was just PS4, Call of Duty, you know, and I love camping. You know, it makes people, it, it like got a rise out of people. It made people mad. You know, I'm like, I'm not twisting your arm to c- keep coming in this window 10 <laughs> times a match and getting killed when you know I've got it pre-aimed, you know? So so it was kind of fun to sit there and go back and forth with people in the in the lobby menu, you know? Um, so I was a noob camper 57. Then I'm like, you know what? Eventually I might want to change my play style and you know, I'm not camping at that point. So the name doesn't stick. Bro, so I, I wanted to, I find bet you, sorry, that, I don't mean to interrupt, but I bet you there's still no. people looking for you, how pissed off they got. <laughs> and so you probably just revealed yourself <laughs> as the noob camper. <laughs> They're like this freaking yeah. noob camper. dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually watched some YouTube videos of some campers and I was like, Oh yeah, I want. That's I want to do. So much fun. <laughs> Sorry, um, I didn't mean yeah. to interrupt you. But I just, I was... <laughs> no, you're perfectly fine, man. We're just chatting here. That's awesome. I love doing interviews like this. Um, so yeah, uh, after that, I was like, you know what? I need something that's going to stick that I can use for years and years. Um, so I got thinking. I looked at Call of Duty. Literally, that was the only game I was playing was Black Ops Four, hmm. and I uh, I looked at my in-game stats. And I I looked at it. I had played 72 hours of Black Ops 4 over the lifetime of it. And it had been out for like, it was something like 115 days or something like that. So it had been out for a couple months, you know, and um, or several months. And uh, I, I figured that out. I averaged it up 72 hours in like 115 days or whatever it was. Come up to like 40, 47 minutes a day. And I'm like, man, 47 minutes a day. What am I going to do with that? <laughs> so I rounded up. Yeah. And 
hour a day gamer. And I'm like, oh, I mean, it's like a light bulb went off and there it was, man, hour a day gamer. So that's what I stuck with. And that's that's where it all started, man. That's where the name came from. I love it. I love it. And I think it's just so brandable, so easy. And no one's going to have it right now. You know what I mean? Like, like no one's going to gonna have it, which is really cool. And that, that's why I went with like something like Loaded Wombat because no one's going to have that. And it, it just like, it's like my favorite animal and I'm always drinking coffee. You know what I mean? Like, like it's just, there, it's there just good. Go. Yeah. And so that, and that's, and so I think it's, uh, that's, I, I think that's a, that's a great thing because when, and people don't talk about that a lot, but because names, you kind of like, you start to like forget how you made your name and, and how hard it was to come up with a name after you've had it for a while, you know? And I think a lot of people right. try to come up with a name and, the problem is a lot of people, they not only come up with the name, but then they hate it a month later and then they keep changing their name and they don't realize exactly. how, how hard that like hurts the brand. Cause you're starting right. over again, trying to build yeah, a different it's name. basically rebranding. Absolutely. And so I think it's, it's something, it's really cool that you put that much like thought into it and it just ended up being like really, really catchy and, and like something that nobody would have. Right. It's really, really cool. So, well, like uh, another perfect example is kid rock. Hey, when he was in his twenties or whatever, when his career was taken off, you know, Kid Rock, you know, he's 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 awesome. Everybody loves Kid Rock. Yeah. Well, the dude's like fifty years old now. He's he's not he's not a kid anymore. You know, so the the name doesn't stick with him. You know, whereas I could still, you know, no matter how old I get, I could be hour a day gamer. And um, I've had people ask me, you know, what what's going to happen if I end up doing this as a full time gig or like whenever I retire from work years from now and I'm able to play games more. I said, well, I said, maybe the goal should be at one point to force me to change my name to eight hours a day gamer or something like that. That way it changes the name just enough to where I stay true to it, but people still yeah. recognize it. I think it honestly, dude, I think it'd be cool if you just kept it. I think it'd be like cool. And then like well, you end up becoming full time and you're like, yeah, I was, I was yeah. definitely an hour a day gamer, but now we're, now we're a lot of every hour a day gamer. <laughs> well, cool, yeah, man. man. Awesome. I, I think in, in the reason why I kind of ask like the amount of time you stream and, and those types of things, because when people are thinking about starting their streams and they're thinking about how do I like grow my stream? How do I go down this route? They see these, these streamers that are streaming like 10 hours a day and they think they have to do that. Yeah. And, every, and you know, yeah, every day too, like you don't have to stream every single day to do it, man. You just don't. Yeah. And, and I think that's what can be overwhelming for some people, but also it's not a maintainable thing. So for me, for eight months, I did every single day and I did about like five hours a day, like three to five hours a day uh, for when I started. Wow. So I, I did about yeah like eight <laughs> months of that. Um, and I, I love like streaming is something that I found that is just like, it's like everything to me. I love it so much that that, that was, I didn't even feel it until like my wife started talking to me a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like because I used to stream like nights right after I get home from like my sales job what I was doing I would stream nights like right. from like 5 p.m. on until like what like 10 p.m. and so my wife's like never seeing me right and so like so we we had a talk we're like okay we can we can rearrange this and like I had I had ended up leaving that sales job and now I do like lift alongside of streaming and stuff and so now I can kind of like move those times around but it was interesting to see, like, I didn't have to do that in order to get growth. I actually picked the harder way to do it because I was spending so much time streaming. I wasn't building my other platforms to really feed into that. Uh, it ended up working for me 
but I don't think that's the the right path for everybody. And I don't think that's necessarily a maintainable path. And I don't think that's uh, protecting against burnout. Yeah. You definitely don't want to get burned out on it. Um, Anytime anybody asks me, you know, or like I see a tweet and it'll be like, Hey, you know, I'm, you know, I'm getting really burned out. What do you guys think? think I should do. Should I push through it or should I take a break? I always say, take a break. You know, don't ever give up. Don't ever stop doing it completely, but it's, it's okay. And it's perfectly fine to take a break, you know, take a, a week, two weeks, a month, whatever you need, take that off, reset yourself, get back into the mindset and remember why you started doing it in the first place and then jump back into it and maybe adjust your schedule a little bit. Don't try to like, like, like you just talked about, don't try to do it eight hours a day for eight months or whatever. That's, that's insane. Anybody would lose interest in something and get burned out on it, doing it that much. Yeah. So yeah, you definitely need to space it out a little bit. Yeah, it was, it was interesting because I, I got now, honestly, I'm still I'm still on a pretty like pretty hectic schedule because I do I take Sundays off. But every other day I'm, I'm going like still like about five hours um, and it for right. me. For me, it works because I'm like I, I haven't lost any like steam in terms of like what I'm doing. And Sundays for me, like I relax and I like do some yep. YouTube content and then I come back and, and I'm going full like full speed ahead, you know. And I think uh, but I think it's you have to find the right um the right like schedule for you. And it has to work exactly. in terms of what you can, you can possibly do. And I always tell people like, it's probably best to stream less in the beginning and create big, like do something big and do something different with those streams to where people want to stay the whole time versus unique. Yeah. Versus like, Oh, I'm just going to sit here and hope people watch, you know, like if you're doing something right. different, maybe they're going to really want to watch. And that's, and that's, that's really what it's all about is, you know, uh, being being unique, being different, finding the exact schedule, the exact amount of time or whatever that works for you and works for your schedule and forming those relationships outside of the stream is what is going to, it's going to bring people in and it's going to keep them in. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know if we need to talk about this now, um, but like when I stream, I don't judge the success of my stream off of how many bits got donated or how many subs I got that stream or, you know, anything like that. I, when I get the, re- the report back from Streamlabs, the numbers that I always go to are, you know, of course I look at how long I streamed, but I look at the average view time and that tells you that people aren't just stopping by, that they're actually sticking around. And mm-hmm. my average view time is always really high proportionately to how long I streamed. Yeah. You know, so like if I stream for an hour and a half, my average view time is usually over an hour. That means people sat here at their desk or on their phone or wherever they're watching me from for over an hour, you know, interacting with me. Absolutely. So that's, that's the, that's the main number I look at. And, um, I also look at the chat messages. Um, you know, Streamlabs is great about telling you how many chat messages came through and I'll even go down and break that down to a messages per minute. You know, how long I stream divided by how many or how many messages I had divided by how many minutes I streamed. Yeah. And you know, if it's, if it's usually it's like double digits, man. Um, so that, what that tells me is that not only are people dropping in, but they are sticking around and they are chatting up a storm, man. If I'm averaging 10 messages a minute, that is freaking crazy. And I mean, the chat is just going like crazy. And like I said, it's hard to keep up with sometimes. So sometimes I'll actually put, put the controller down and just chat for just a little bit to catch up. Uh, but yeah, man, so that's how I base the success of a stream. And I think that's another thing that helps make me unique from other streamers. That's something I'm really, really passionate about. So, 
uh, for me, like, I, I've had something I've been saying with my community for quite a while for the people who are like streamers in my community. Uh, and it's just right. this whole idea of like F the numbers. Like just literally like when you're when you're thinking about numbers, people are always either a they're like focusing on them too much when they're starting out or B they're looking yeah. at the wrong numbers like you were just saying. And I think that's that's the hard part is people look at these big streamers and they're like, oh, my gosh, they hit these crazy numbers or they find their friends on Twitter who like share their numbers on on Twitter. And they're like, oh, my gosh, they got like 100 subs that stream or whatever it is. Right. They're looking at these numbers and they're like. I'll never, I'll just never attain that, you know, and, and yeah, it, it and starts it, to, to, to weigh at them. I guess my, my question to you is when, when you think about numbers, like I, I love that idea of looking at, you know, the average view time, that's something that's really going to be like a positive number that you look at, because even yeah. if you have only like a few people in your stream for that, for that time, you're going to see that, oh my gosh, like those people still care enough to be here. And I have people like, no matter who, how many, I have people who care to be here for this long. I need to entertain them for that amount of time. So my question right. to you is how would you, how would you talk to somebody who is like really kind of down about their numbers? And what would you say to somebody who, who has been like kind of just eaten up by the numbers and they're like, I just, you know, my numbers are going down or my numbers have, have just like plateaued either. Right. A, what would, what would you do if, if you felt that happening for yourself or B, like what are some mindset things that you would, uh you would tell them? Well, first of all, I always tell them, to be positive more than anything, you know, you're, you're living, you're breathing, you know, whether you had a good day or bad day, always think positive, man, because it sure beats the alternative. You know, we, uh, we could be six feet under. So yeah. any day you're here, you're able to boot up a game or, you know, whatever. It's a good day, man. Just, you know, gaming is a great way to um, forget the real world, so to speak. Um, so yeah, definitely is any, every day is a good day when you can sit down and play a game. So I actually get this a lot. People will send me direct messages again on Twitter. You know, they'll just send me a message and I spend so much time messaging people. And that's, that's where the views and that's where the friends and that's where everybody comes from is taking that time to do that and build a personal relationship with everybody. Um, but yeah, I have them ask me, they'll say, Hey, our, you know, I'm having a hard time right now. Um, I'm, I'm really struggling to get affiliate. You know, I'm, I'm, at like 2.5 or 2.6. And one of those viewers is me on my, on my phone, you know, yeah. I got my phone pulled up. Um, you know, it's just like, man, I'm really wanting to give up or I'm in a lull, you know, and I'll just say, Hey man, you gotta be positive. And I said, don't look at the numbers. I said, bottom line is if you're not streaming at all, let's say you're just sitting at home and you're sitting there and you're playing your game, you're going to have fun. Right. So you may as well hit go live and have some fun. And if people drop by, that's great, man. Interact with them and have a good time. But regardless of if they drop by or not, you're having fun. You're just doing what you would normally do. You're just just be yourself and just play a game, man, and have fun and enjoy it. And it doesn't matter how many people drop by. That's that's the biggest thing I tell people is, is they can't look at the numbers. They have to look at how much fun they're having. And they if if they look at the numbers and they're not what they expect, they're not what they see on people's other people's streams. And like you said, when people share a picture of something on Twitter or Instagram that they had, you know, 10 viewers that stream and everything's going great. You know, well, here I am at two viewers and I'm, I'm feeling down, you know, you can't look at the numbers. Yeah. Just boot up your game and have some fun, man. And if you, if people come in, that is absolutely awesome. And if they don't, Hey, you still had fun playing a game. So that's the way I look at it. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing, and I I hundred percent agree with you. I love your outlook on on streaming. And I love how you like approach it. 
Uh, it's very similar to what I do because I'm, I, for me, when I first started, it was all about, okay, how can I grow these numbers? That's what it was. It was all about how can I see my average viewer count go up? How can I see my follower count go up? How can I see my sub count go up? Um, and you know, like all the, basically all those numbers, how can I just see arrows going up? Right. <laughs> like and right. it became this juggling act of like, okay, what can I do to make this happen? And I slowly started to see myself do things that I, I, I wouldn't normally do, you know, and I was trying to like do like for me, I was like trying to do like playing with viewers situations where I don't really normally like right. would want to do like, Oh, this big playing with viewers type thing. And that's just not who I am. It's more of like, I would want to create some sort of different type of content, something like what we're doing right now, you know? And I, right. and I think, I think for, for me, I saw myself trying to just build those numbers versus really create content that, uh, I felt like people wouldn't want to miss. And that's kind of the, the, the crux of like, for me, like when I think about a successful stream, if I did something different and I felt like I, I did something big, did something different, maybe even took a risk with my stream. Uh, that's where I'm like, Oh man, this was a successful stream versus like, Oh my gosh, I had, I had like, you know, 30 people there or I had 40, you know, like whatever it is. I think it's, right. it's something that people need to look at when they're first starting out. It's not about you hitting affiliate immediately. It's about you learning mm -hmm. how to create content on a high level and have, a, and have a lot of fun doing it, man. Absolutely. And, you know, something else, you know, I, I watch a lot of streamers as well and, you know, I'll go in there and they'll have like, what do they call them? Stream decks. And, you know, they, they have all these sound effects going on, you know, um, you know, I do have alerts set up, you know, custom alerts and stuff like that, but like, yeah. they'll have like applause or, you know, booze or moans or something, you know, and they'll have <laughs> party lights going on when somebody subscribes and it's just full of energy and they're hyped up and they're screaming and they're yelling and they're dancing. Yeah. And that's not me. Yep. And that's not what you're going to see in my stream. And I think a lot of people actually enjoy just having a laid back, chilled, relaxed time and, you know, not having all that super high energy. Um, but that's great. I love watching people that do that. But then I was watching one guy and I can't remember his name and I wouldn't say his name anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like he was just so over the top with all the effects and um, you know, it's like somebody could request a song and like he would stop the stream and he'd dance and sing and everything. I'm like, it, it it was kind of cool at first, but then it got a little old. Yeah. So like, so people, I think, come to my stream just to kind of, you know, just kind of relax and chill out. You know, it's not going to be anything super fancy. Um, you know, with all that, all the, all that extra wingdings and stuff. You know, <laughs> so <laughs> I, that's like a font in Microsoft Word. Or something. That's I, so awesome. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it, it's just a laid back stream. I'm actually getting getting ready to have some new uh, overlays and like some stream graphics and stuff. Yeah. But again, that's just a background. That's not that's not going to be anything that, you know, is going to like be over the top impressive um, or over the top redundant with the sounds and everything. It's just a simple backdrop. But uh, yeah, those things yeah, so like far, it's just those... been sorry. Go ahead. It's go just ahead. been me hanging out, you know, yeah. that's all it is. Come in and hang out and have fun. Yeah. And a lot of times people think either, um, you know, their, their effects or their quality or those types of things will, uh, are, are the thing why people come, but really what those people are right. doing with those effects. And the reason why they're attracting so many people is because they're using those creatively to fit their personality. Now, like you said, you'll find some streamers who just see that and they go, Oh, I'm supposed to do that. And it's not yep. who they are. And you can tell because, on YouTube, you can fake it. 
you can edit it out. You can you can kind of like edit certain things and, and do all these kind of things. We're live streaming and people can see every single like little thing our face does. They can see like yeah, how like, our mannerisms are. Like yeah, every, they, every they can know. Thing, you know. They know if we're being legitimate or we're not. <laughs> and I, I I really I really like that because when you're who you are and when you're creating content that like is absolutely ingrained in who you are, there you're not that content is not gonna live alone forever. And I think that's what people need to understand. Right. And it's, yeah, I, I, I totally agree, man. I totally agree. Uh, so kind of going towards a little bit more like towards the like tips and tricks kind of area. Okay. Um, I want to, I want to, I want to do two things. I want to talk about obviously some practical things that you see in terms of growing a stream and, and something I'm really interested in to, to really hear from you is how you've amassed the followers that you have um, on Twitch playing games that a lot of people haven't heard of. That's a really interesting okay. piece, piece of the puzzle to me. And then the other things are any other like mindset type things and kind of more like theory type things that you have um, for people kind of starting out or people who are, who are just streaming and they want to kind of go to the next level. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's get into all that then. Yeah. What would, what would, what do you want me to start with? I would, I would say start with the practical. So start with, um, uh, start with, I just speak on the side of, your uh like your niche in terms of like indie and retro games how have you right. what have you done to really get to the point that you've gotten to so far uh well that, you know, in, the, in such that, a short time that, really. is that is exactly what you need to do you need to find your or niche or however you say that word you need, to, you, need to find <laughs> <laughs> you need to find that niche yeah and um you know, for me, it's retro and, and indie. It started out as just retro. And, you know, it, it evolved into indie after that one stream with Law Mage Academy. And he was kind of popular. And in, in he had been going to, like, gaming conferences and stuff in his uh, in his country. Yeah. You know, he's from the Philippines. Um, he'd been going there in his country. So he helped spread the word about the stream afterwards. Like, oh, man, this was so much fun. He's such a great guy, such a great streamer, you know, all that. And so then other developers started finding me. And like I said, man, it, it, the, the most practical thing that anybody can do is just reach out to people and start making friends. Really, that's, that's all it is. You, have, you just have to make friends and form relationships with people, whether it's people that enjoy Call of Duty games and you like them. You know, find Call of Duty players and form those relationships with them. You know, if you're an Apex pub stomper, you know, Find other Apex bubble stompers and form relationships with them, and they'll want to come into your stream. For me, it was indie developers, man. I absolutely fell in love with talking to them on a one-on-one -on -one level about how they came up with their game and you know what their inspiration was and everything. And I think a lot of them that have that retro feel, I grew up playing video games, so I love retro games. So a lot of these indie games have a retro feel to them, man, and I just absolutely love it. So once you find your, your niche, you have to find people within that group and start building those relationships with them. And that's where you'll find your viewers. Love it, man. That's, that's gold. If no one heard that, then they need to hear that. That's really, really good. Uh, okay. So mindset wise. All right. So what are some, okay. what are some like ways to keep a strong mindset uh, when you're going, you know, you're trying to stream and you got your phone in there, you know, like what, what are some ways that you can keep your mindset going? You talked a little bit about it in terms of focusing on the content. Is there anything else that right. you would really share on that side of things? Um, I just, like I said, I, I'm just a positive guy. Um, you know, sometimes my wife actually will get a little upset with me because 
I never show any like anger or negative emotions or anything like that. And, um, you know, so for me, it's easy to have a positive mindset. So I, but I think it's very important. You have to have a positive mindset and you have to enjoy what you're doing. Um, if you're not enjoying it, like we talked about earlier, like you get burnout or whatever, if you're not enjoying it, you're probably not going to be successful at it. You can't force it. And that's another thing too, is these indie developers, when they send me their games and stuff, like I said earlier, if, if I'm 100% sure that I like the game, like just watching the videos and stuff, I'll go into it blind. But if I'm not real sure, I'll actually test the game first off stream and I'll, I'll, I'll let them know like, uh, I don't think that game's for me because if I do try to play that game, I'm not going to have fun. And the viewers in turn are going to feed off of that and they're not going to have fun. Yeah. So I think the most important part is to have a positive mindset and make sure you're having fun. Don't force it. You can't force it. I love it, man. Okay, so we're going to be wrapping up here. We're almost at that hour point. I want to make sure I respect your time for sure. Uh, yeah, man, we're, we're good to go. It's been, it's been really good, man. It's been really good. So, um, I do. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, I do want to talk a little bit about uh, what's going on in the indie community. Yes. That's one thing I forgot to ask you about. I'm so sorry about that. I was going to ask you about, uh, indie dev world order, that kind of stuff, all that. that, that So please, please speak on that. Yes. The indie dev world order started with just a single tweet. Uh, you know, we wanted to, kind of have a community that where game developers could come and like brainstorm and collaborate and do game jams and stuff like that and just kind of get to know each other and you know toss around ideas and see what's working for everybody what's going on there's global game jam events where they just make a little game within a weekend and put it out there for people to try um so yeah we wanted to provide a discord community and and give people a place to come that was safe. It's family friendly and all that, you know, all that good stuff. Um, so it started up and I actually got onto the elder council um, where as, well, as one of the leaders basically. Yeah. And I'm the lead yeah. streamer. I'm the lead streamer for the organization now. And it's my job to find other indie streamers who, you know, people who love indie games, you don't have to solely stream indie games, you know, but like if you like the indie genre and you want to help these developers out, um, you know, that's great. And, and and I like to talk to people and find new people to bring in, but we're, we've got over 800 people right now in the discord and wow. it's game developers, um, writers, uh, designers, animators, programmers, voice actors, you name it. And from all the different, uh, game engines like unreal engine, um, unity, go dot, you know, RPG maker, there's, you know, there's rooms for every single thing. And it's it's active twenty four seven because we have people from around the world, you know, with the whole time zone thing. So they're twenty four seven. You can hop on there, and there's somebody in there chatting and wow. talking, and it's just really really awesome. And it, like I said, it started out as a, a Discord community, but we're actually ready to take it to the next level. Um, we're actually going to be um, turning it into an entity, a legal a legal entity, wow. and making it an official organization. Um, and we're going to, like I said, some big things coming. We've actually announced um, a, our, our own indie con, our, our gaming con, you know, like there's TwitchCon or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, it's going to be the Indie indie World Order Con, and it's going to be in Miami in the summer of 2021. So not this summer, but next summer. We want to give ourselves plenty of time to yeah. get everything organized and make the first one really great. 
And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's coming next summer and, you know, it, it's going to be really, really awesome. It's going to be, like I said, in Miami, there'll be people from all over the world. We've had a lot of great feedback. We sent out a form for people to fill out, you know, whether or not they'd be able to make it, you know, how much money they would expect to pay, all that kind of stuff Yeah. Um, for travel and hotel and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to try to do as much fundraising and stuff like that as possible to keep the cost low for people as far as like ticket prices and all that stuff and the stuff we can bring, uh, man, there are, there is so much talent in this community. Um, I mean, I've met so many great people and I, I like to think that I've got a pretty good relationship with just about everybody in there that I've actually talked to. And, um, <clears throat> it's just so much amazing things happening with the indie genre. And our main goal, like I said, is to provide a safe environment for people to come in and talk about their games they're making and what they've got going on. Wow. But we want to eventually get up to the level of AAA games. We want people to like kids for their birthday or for Christmas on their list. We want to say, we want them to say, Hey mom, Hey dad, Hey Santa, there's, there's a new indie game coming out this year. I want to try it. I want to get it. You know, when it comes out, I want to buy it. And, you know, instead of, Hey, call of duty's coming out. I want to buy it. No, we want to be right there with the AAA games. And we want to, we want to bring indie gaming to the forefront. And we're, we've got a lot of big things happening and we're going to try to really make it happen. Wow. That, that's huge, man. I love that. It's so crazy to think like what can start from like a tweet, right? And, and just seeing like what you guys have built from that is, is a very powerful thing. Cause I was looking into it, like kind of preparing for this interview and everything like that. And that's why I was so fresh. I didn't ask about it yet, but it, it's such an interesting <laughs> thing because that is the power of finding your, your, your niche. Okay. <laughs> it's the niche. power Nietzsche niche. Okay? <laughs> it's the power of finding <laughs> that because not only do you find a place, you know, to find viewers and all that kind of stuff, but there's something priceless that happens where you get to build relationships that are really, really deep rooted in something that you believe in, but also something that you enjoy so much. And, and, and I think that's, that's a testament to, to anybody out there who's like looking to stream and create a community. You can, right. You absolutely can in what, in something that you're passionate about. Uh, don't yep. try to be some, somebody it. else and, and, and go and do some other game because you think it's going to be whatever, do something that you believe right. in. And I think one thing I wanted to ask you, um, about this, obviously, um, I want to, I want to make sure that we give like people, you know, the right avenue to get towards that if they want to go towards that, uh, if they're watching, but, um, I guess, uh, for you, I know that you've kind of talked about, you're going to be retiring, uh, in the next, like, you know, 10, 15 years. Is that something yeah, I got that, about 15 years left? Yeah. Yeah. Is that kind of the route that you want to go is really like diving deep into kind of like, you know, gaming and, and indie games and, and really kind of pushing that forward. And, and that's kind of what you want what you're passionate about doing Heck after yeah, that. Man. Heck yeah. That's exactly what I want to do when I retire. Um, you know, and I've got, you know, a pension coming in or whatever, and I've got time to where I can actually sit and play games or be on the computer creating content or whatever. Eight hours a day. I would absolutely love to do that. And I can't wait for that. That is going to be awesome. That'll be a great day. Yeah. And I, I, and I really do hope for you guys, like as an organization, and everything like that, that that even possibly happens earlier. I think, I think it's something that's, uh, I, for great. me, I, what I, I, I think I, I'm stoked that we got, we got to do this interview, man, because there's, when people think about doing something they love, 
it doesn't have to be where they just like sell out and do everything that they have to, you know, like they've got to leave their job. They've got to do this. They got to do this. You can right. really find the time to do something like something that you have. And the fact that you're so yep. passionate about people seems like a center, a center, uh centerpiece of a lot of that. And so I think, um, I think it's cool, man. That's, I think it's really cool. That's actually one of the, the biggest things that I get from people. Um, like especially like newcomers who just happen to find me somewhere on Twitter or Twitch, somehow they find me yeah. and they watch a stream for just a little bit. They're, you know, I'll always, not always, but a lot of times I'll get a message on Twitter or a whisper on Twitch. They call them whispers, um, you know, and say, "Hey, man, I just happened to pop in tonight, and I, I was just lurking. I wasn't chatting or whatever, but I wanted to say I enjoyed your stream and I think it was really awesome. And I'm going to be back. Um, so those kind of messages." after a stream uh i mean that's that's where it hits home man it's like okay i i did my job tonight and i made i one i entertained somebody but two i made them feel welcome and made them feel like part of the family so i mean i love getting messages like that and it happens more often than what i uh, would have ever expected yeah so it's just really really cool man well cool we've come to our last thing for the day all right uh, and this is like a really hard question. So if you can't answer it, that's totally fine. If you want to pass on it, it's totally okay. fine. Uh, but then, it's something I want to start. Is there, at, any, oh, yeah. viewer, is there any viewer questions yes, or yes, anything we, like we, that? We can't, we will go into that too. We'll do that right after this. Okay. Um, I All wanted right. to ask you. Uh, Hit me with it. it, it it's, it's, it's kind of a hard one. Okay. So if, okay. If, you were remem- right. if you were to be remembered by one quote, what do you think that you would want to be remembered by? Or if there's like uh, some, kind of like a soundbite that you would want to be remembered by. Does it have to be like a like a famous quote? Or no, it could like be your something? own. It could be your own. It could be, okay. you know, or if there well, is a quote, a famous quote that you want to. I'll get it, um, you know, like something that would like be on my tombstone. Yeah. Um, would be like, uh, he did it all with an hour a day. You know, I get that a lot. You know, they're like, man, how do you do this with just an hour a day? I'm like, well, I'm hour a day gamer. I didn't say I'm an hour a day social media user or you know, an hour a day, this I'm an hour a day gamer. That's what I do for an hour a day. I I play games. The rest of the time is everything else. So um, that's where I build my audience and that's where I build my relationships. But the hour a day is just the gamer. So the question I get a lot is how do you do this in an hour a day? So I think that would be what I would want on my tombstone. He did this in an hour a day. It's awesome, man. That's awesome. I love it. (laughs) I did not because you're the first person I've asked that to. And I want to ask that to like guests going forward. But that right, was like the most question, perfect man. thing I could ever, like, that was like the most perfect way you could ever <laughs> answer that. Um, I want to open it up uh, for, for questions from chat. So if you guys have any questions at all sure, uh, for our, or um, just anything that we've talked about, we're going to open it up for that. Uh, and yeah. So if you guys have any questions, awesome. If not, totally understand. Uh, <laughs> what's my quote going to be? Law Tinder. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're interviewing Law Tinder uh, next week. So he's like, Oh shoot, dude, I got to know what the quote is. Um, yeah, man. I start I, thinking I, ahead of time. I know, right? Yeah, I know. That's gotta be he's like, I gotta beat that. What? Uh I think <laughs> I think one it's one competition. Uh one question that that I can think about that people might like ask, right? Is how would you define like an indie game and what at what point does it not become like indie an indie game, you know? Or, like, um, how how would you define that that genre? Well if it's like if it's a company like you know, like like I mentioned earlier, Treyarch or Activision or anything like that. That's not indie at that point. You're a okay. big time company, and you've got hundreds of people working for you and stuff like that. 
indie to me is either a solo developer that does right. all the stuff themselves or um you know a small a small studio like i know one group um they're called uh, antler studios on twitter they they did, they're working on a great game they've got a demo out now called project grove and it's a great demo but there's like five of them working as a team so anything like that that like they're self-funded or they use like a kickstarter or you know some sort of crowdfunding you know they're just regular people with regular jobs that make games on the side so to me that is what makes it an indie game okay cool perfect uh ask him how he keeps his he, he how he keeps good priorities interesting um I don't really know. Um, other than like, I do have a spreadsheet of, you know, developers that like have hit me up with their game and stuff. Um, you know, so that way I can kind of keep track of everything. Like I said, I've got a backlog of games. So like, I do kind of keep tra- try to keep track of who's hit me up with games and what games I still need to try and stuff like that. So really, I guess that's how I do it, but always, no matter what real life comes first and family first, and then the streaming and, gaming love it uh <laughs> our or wait i got this is kind of a funny one our did you ever survive the or- Oregon trail <sighs> once or twice <laughs> once or twice i don't remember for sure um i actually went to the national video game museum um there that is a thing if you guys didn't know that is a thing it is a place it does exist um it's in frisco texas it's about 20 minutes outside of Dallas and it is just absolutely awesome. And I spent like five hours in there just wandering around by myself, looking at everything. And they actually had, you know, you could, there's so many different game systems that you could play, you know, from years past. And they actually had a computer set up with Oregon trail on it, man. The old school, That's you know, eighties and nineties or whenever the game came out, but like the original version of Oregon trail. And I tried playing it, man. I spent like 45 minutes there trying to play it. And I died so many times of <laughs> dysentery or starvation or whatever, you know, it was just crazy. I'm like, Oh, this game is so, you know, frustrating, but man, it was a lot of fun. So only on occasion did I ever actually complete the Oregon trail. <laughs> I love it. Uh, we got, <laughs> I, yeah, because when I was a kid, we used to play it like in, like, in like computer class, which is the only time I remember playing it, like and getting to play it, and yeah, right. never, never got close. That's where I first played it was in was in computer class. Yeah, yeah, I never, yeah, I never survived ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Bassman asks, uh, does he consider Little Little Misfortune uh, to be an indie game? Has he played it, or if so, did he enjoy it? Little Misfortune, um. You know, I don't think I've heard of that game. I don't think I've played it. So I'm going to do the old old school retro pen and paper, and we're going to write that down. Little Misfortune. I do that, I I do that while I'm streaming, too. I always forget things, so I have to like write it down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I always have a pen and paper handy when I'm streaming, man, because like I said, a lot of my viewers are game developers themselves, and they'll be like, oh, man, okay, this game reminds me of such and such game. So I'm like, oh, I better go check that game out. So. Little misfortune. I will definitely go check that out at some point. That way I can answer the question. There you go. I'm glad you didn't just go. Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I'm watching. I'm watching your stream as well. Yeah, which is weird because I'm talking to you live, but I'm seeing everything later. There's a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I believe Law Tender had a question for us that I do kind of want to answer. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. 
read read it okay, read the so, question and then and then and then and then didn't uh, mean, I didn't mean to like hijack no, hijack please your, uh, please please but <laughs> if you uh, so yeah law tender says had a question before asking um how he got into gaming so when I scroll back up here uh let's see where is it uh, what first got him into gaming so that's actually you know I fell in love with gaming um with my Atari twenty six hundred playing Pac-Man, Pac-Man and I've still got my entire retro collection downstairs in the basement, you know, going all the way back to the Atari, my Game Boy, my Game Boy Color, Super Nintendo, Nintendo, every, everything I've ever owned, I never got rid of when it came to gaming. So I've still got my entire collection. But what actually really got me hooked on it was I remember being a kid and I was laying in the floor next to my dad while he played The Legend of Zelda. And you know, before the days of Google, where you could just, you know, hey, how do you beat this level or where do you go to get through this level? He actually took grid paper and drew out every single square in every single dungeon as far as like, and you knew where the bomb holes were, where the keys were, you know, where the secret items for the level were, where the boss was, what type of boss it was, how to beat it. And, you know, like in the overworld, he knew, he wrote down, he marked, if you remember the original Legend of Zelda game, it came with an actual overworld map. You know, something that you don't get in games nowadays. Um, so, and they had like all the bush locations where you could burn the bushes down and reveal a, a secret set of stairs. And he would say what kind of thing was in there. Was it a reward of coins? Was it a guessing game or what, you know, the different stuff that was in Zelda. So that is where I saw his passion for that and how much fun he was having with that. And that's where I fell in love with gaming, man. And it, it stuck with me and I absolutely love playing games to this day. Awesome, man. Well, cool. I think that, let's see, let me make sure. I think that's pretty much um, the questions for uh, from chat. Um, obviously, if you guys have any other questions, you guys can go to uh, to our stream. I'm going to link that right now. Um, you guys can go there. Make sure you guys follow him, put notifications on, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's, it's really... Uh, when when you find somebody who's legitimate about streaming and passionate about streaming, uh, not only streaming but also gaming, it's it's weird that that's rare on Twitch nowadays. And I think uh, it's a powerful thing to see that from him. Were, were you gonna say something? Sorry. Yeah, I mean, uh, people can you know Twitter, Twitch, you know whatever. You, if you want to message me on either one, it's perfectly okay. Um, you know, I'm on Twitter most of the time. That's where most people message me at. Um, but there was actually another question here. Okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> from from it's it's gauger i guess that's how perfect you say that. yep yep um uh, says how do you grow a manly beard like that or has it already been answered <laughs> i saw it a couple times so i was like i don't know if we go into that or or the amount of dedication we, that comes from that is gonna briefly, be difficult <laughs> we briefly touched on it like early on in the you know i've been working on this since september so you know so we're like six months into this thing seven months something like that but like at some point i'm just like you know i i will it to grow you know i'm just like <laughs> you're gonna grow today you know <laughs> but no like you you have to comb it you, when you get out of the shower you have to brush it's just like a, a woman's hair you know obviously i don't have much hair up here but you know you you have to you shampoo it you have to use conditioner you have to use oils to keep it from you know drying out too much you know so that's 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 how you do it man you just you just gotta grow it here's here's kind of like a like a a really I guess controversial question. Okay. Do you need to shave your beard in order for it to come back stronger, or is that a myth? Um, I think when you're first starting out, 
like when I was 11 or 12, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> when you grew your first uh, beard at 11 or 12, are you kidding? Yeah. I mean, it's like crazy. I was in like, I was in like sixth or seventh grade and like, you know, I was shaving. I mean, it was just crazy. But yeah, um, <laughs> that's awesome. Most, most people's a little later than that, but yeah. Um, <laughs> I think when you're first starting out and it's first starting to grow, the more you shave it, the faster it does grow back. But like once you hit a certain point where it's turning gray and stuff like this, it it doesn't help to shave it. It doesn't grow back any faster. It's just that's the speed it's going to grow. There you go. There you go. So for all you 12-year-olds out there, if you're not growing a beard already, I don't know what you're doing. Oh, yeah. You're doing something wrong. <laughs> you need to go, get out there get some t- testosterone shots or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, our... I thank you so much, seriously, for doing this. Um, it, this is the first no time problem. that we got a chance to meet, and I feel seriously so privileged to have you on here. And yeah, uh, it's like, been awesome. We just met a couple days ago, man. It's crazy. Yeah, it, but this is the first time we've talked, you know, and I like, got to like talk. Yeah. And so I, I think it's, yeah. Um, yeah, this won't be the last time for sure, man. I, I really, I'm stoked to watch your journey in terms of uh, the indie and like retro gaming side of things, but not only with that, but also with, uh, you know, Indie Dev World Order, all that kind of stuff. It's been really, really cool. Definitely, man. Uh, like I said, uh, chat, you guys can go find him on Twitter, on Instagram, on... Uh, he's even making TikToks. I'm just kidding. I don't know if you are. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing I haven't ventured into yet. <laughs> but, no, you can find him on anything as an or as hour-a-day gamer, uh, but also yeah. make sure you guys look up Indie Dev World Order, which, obviously, I'm sure you can ask him about through his stream or through uh, Twitter as well. So Definitely. Thank you guys so and, much. It, it, so good. If anybody out there is interested in trying some indie games and stuff, I mean, I could definitely make some recommendations and you could kind of test out the waters and see what you think of the genre and, you know, go from there and maybe you want to try to get into it. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. Alrighty. Well, thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, we will see you guys in the next interview. The next interview is going to be on Saturday. We're going to continue stream after this, uh, playing some games, but uh, our next uh, interview stream will be on Saturday with Law Tender. It's going to be great. Um, Thank you so much for being our second interview on this channel. Our, you're amazing, and uh, uh, we'll talk to you soon, dude. What time Saturday? Oh, uh, Saturday. Uh, it should be around the two, like around the same time. Should be around two p.m. Okay. Or, or three p.m. So, okay, that's five p.m. I think my it is. I, I think it is. I'll definitely sure put out I, a something. I can catch that. <laughs> it should be around the time. <laughs> I'll put out okay. something. All I might have right. just said the wrong time, but definitely. <laughs> Alrighty, man. Well, thank you so much. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see you soon. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right. Bye.